Hey, Martyr. Oh my God, hi. Listeners want to know, what's going on with your love life? Oh my God, don't get me started. These apps have me going crazy. I'm on there for hours, but I can't seem to find a date. Have you heard of Motto? Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with the bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfish after catfish, and I feel like I'm always scrolling the grid. Well, on Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. I love that. Sounds like my kind of app. Get Motto today by going to the link in this episode's description or use invite code ZVOGS when signing up. That's ZVOGS when signing up. Ooh, I think I will. Motto, gay and queer hookups without the nonsense. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. Hi, kids. Hello. I'm Martyr. I'm C. Tepper. And this is Wake It Up. Um, and we have a very special guest today. I'm very excited to talk to her. But Caitlin, who are we doing? No, we you you introduce. I have to introduce her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, she's my bitches uh sister, one of our finalists for season two. She's a winner, and, baby. And she's Not a the, winner of her um, mom. <laughs> yes, and also my neighbor. It's Vampy Von Thickums Galore. Oh my goodness! Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello, my diva. Hello, um, my diva. I'm feel it. <laughs> we'll <laughs> talk about you that. Know it. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. <laughs> my goodness, thank you so much for having me. I, I sincerely love the podcast. Uh, I listen every chance i get and i'm just like i'm learning something i'm learning a lot from everybody (laughs) i like hearing that we're like tlc before it went like downhill (laughs) i thought you meant the band (laughs) (laughs) am i left eye like (laughs) i don't think any of us are I was say as soon as you said when it went down, I was like, "Please tell me you're talking about the network." <laughs> yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the network. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, well, moving on from that, <laughs> I um, can start. Or you like start. Caitlin, um, Vampy, you are a native New Yorker, um, specifically our neighborhood of Williamsburg. Um, what was it like growing up here? Oh my goodness, it was it was rather interesting. After seeing how time has passed, how everything has changed, um, I realized we had it so much more better like so better back then. Like I I like the my goodness. I get low-key a little emotional because you know, when you grow up somewhere that has so much meaning and so much life behind it and um, it was just it, it just reminds you of home like now the neighborhood feels like a neighborhood I grew up here it's home but it's not what it once was you know gentrification and all that good stuff I can we can try and get into it but 
Um, we had it so much better back then. I really appreciated the community that once served here in Williamsburg, but now has gone due to either inflation or gentrification in general. It, it's ah, I'm gonna get emotional right away. We just started this thing. <laughs> get it out, baby. Yeah, I love, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say my neighborhood is not what it once was. It feels like it's kind of separated. It's there's this ah. Uh, it's very territorial, I've noticed. Huh. Like, we do have our POC groups. We do have the Hasidic Jewish community as well Um, down in the south side. We also, like, leaning upwards as we go a little bit more north. We have our Hispanic, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, um, Cubans. And then we go up immediately into white people, where, like, it's the most expensive place to live. It is. So, uh, dare I say thinking about like some of the, the how the buildings are very futuristic in a way um new age modern and it just doesn't feel like home anymore um though i i'm very grateful for the conveniences because you know we got whole foods we got uh, i think there's a trader joe's around my neighborhood now which is never heard of for me uh, <laughs> um but i do miss what i used to call home not to say that you can't make make wherever you go home it's really just um that old feeling you miss you know that you called it home for a reason you know does that make sense at all oh totally yeah mm-hmm. brooklyn just because i lived in brooklyn when i was really young and it, like it's unaffordable now it's just like it's all midwest white people <laughs> taking over yeah oh no absolutely it's like we're just <laughs> Slowly being shoved a little bit more down. Yeah. Like Bay Ridge is starting to look like a new Oh, home. right now. Right now. <laughs> I know all about it. <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> I'm going to look at you, Mark here. I'm mute. Well, you know, I'm a gentrifier, part of the problem, but. Um... Yeah, I don't. I can't really. We don't blame you. It's yeah, not like I can't really it's add not, conversation. You're not. You're not the one buying the four thousand dollar apartments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Speaking of the community too, um, you're also Puerto Rican. I was wondering if that has any like influence on your drag, your personal life. Like, how how was growing up in Williamsburg and also being Puerto Rican affected you? Um. So here's the thing. I grew up New Rican. For those of you who mm-hmm. don't know, it's basically I am Puerto Rican. But I don't have a lick of Spanish to speak of. <laughs> mm. It's all in me, but it just it just doesn't doesn't verbally. We're Americanized. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like I I grew up with a family who who speaks Spanish. Um, my mom does speak Spanish, um, but it's not the dominant language. But if you go further back to like my grandmother, my great grandmother, and um, my aunts and uncles, they are predominant Spanish speakers. So it's like when we had the family reunions, it was always like, uh, you know how how. When you don't understand something, you'd be like, oh, yeah, and nod your head and just smile. It turns into one of those things for the next five hours of the family. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the why yes of the whole night. Screaming. I would say that it has not affected me negatively. It actually empowered me to build myself up and understand who I am. Where does my ancestry come from? Um, how can I channel this to produce a more truer form of me? Um, and it's it's honestly been really great because then digging up, you know, researching, understanding, you know, because uh, I do still have family in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So 
um yet to meet them but my goal my end goal eventually is to go out there spend some time get really familiar with everything between life community culture my family my ancestral roots um and believe it or not to kind of transition a little bit it actually what led me to study bomba which is an afro puerto rican fusion dance style um and get invested into the dance a little bit more because there was so much freedom expression and soul and power within that dance style. I got into that and then kind of led me to what we're going to talk about more with dance and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, it definitely, it has not affected me negatively being Puerto Rican. It's definitely empowered me to do more, to grow, to understand, and to find people who can relate with me. And actually, I have found that in and out of the drag community. And you were talking a bit about your dance background. Well, you've studied at Alvin Ailey. What was that like? Yeah, so I did the a little bit of the Ailey school um, and the extension program when I got older. It was very invigorating because there I studied ballet, modern dance, um, African dance style, the diaspora of it. It was... Right? It was, like I said, it was rigorous. Like I truly appreciated the hard work, the sweat, the blood and tears that come into dance, no matter what age it is. This, this You will find everything within yourself and the challenges you will face. Like there'll be moments where you feel like you just can't do something, but you can, you just got to work for it. And the process of that, understanding you're not always going to succeed, but your efforts will be rewarded in some fashion and you will reach that point of success eventually um but no being able to study an alien um between the school in general uh fantastic faculty like it truly felt like family there they were super nice i built a a community and network while i was during my time there and you know as i got older i got a chance you know study with so many great legends um like I met, uh, what was the name? Sarita Allen, um, amazing human being, fantastic Pilates instructor. Um, I was even able to learn one of the roles that she did with Donald Bird for the company, which was uh, crazy. And I'm talking crazy. Like it was so intricate, so fast paced. And my God, <laughs> I made flashbacks, but in the best way possible. Because it was a way for me to pay tribute to those who have done this, this performance before me. And um, yeah, my God. Why am I so emotional today? Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, so I, I knew you came from a dance background um, and mostly from your movement when you perform, um, especially like I always think of you like doing a lot of like chest movement. Like I've never seen like a dancer <laughs> do that. Um, uh, the, the titty bumps the titty bumps uh, <laughs> I, I guess like as someone who's not a dancer like where where does that influence come from like how and how has that like how does dance influence your movement and drag so that I gotta break it down so you know after spending I think one two three four I want to say about 10 years of dance Shit. um from high school through college two years after college yeah that's correct 10 um you know, you kind of, you kind of. I took the chance to understand all forms of dance. That was my passion. That's what I went to college for. I wanted to understand ballet. I wanted to understand African dance, jazz, hip hop, 
um, even belly dancing. And I think that's where um, the what I call the city bumps come from. Because, you know, it's very isolated movements, but there's also fluidity. There's um, breaths within the movements. And once you begin to control that, you can understand your body. This is what I tell people all the time is take your time, understand your body and move with it. You'll start to figure out, oh, this portion of my body, per se, my arm can move in this direction. This leg can go here. It can do this. It can turn. It can twist. It has the body has so much more capabilities then we'll be already understand. It's like basically understanding your brain. We only understand what like one percent of it to be honest. When there's like a whole ninety nine percent other that we don't know about. Um, that probably is not right, but don't quote me on that. Uh, <laughs> She's a dancer, <laughs> not a scientist. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, the subject of where how drag plays with dance. Um. We always talk about dancing divas. Everybody loves the wham, bam, shawam, ka, 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 Um, Kind of, my goal with drag, and this is just like one out of like everything I want to do with drag, is uh, trying to bring the bridge of these dance styles, whether they're classic, contemporary, um, or postmodern, kind of deliver that kind of build the bridge to drag and understand that like there's just more than the donkey kicks there's more than just a high kick there's more than just a windmill um there, there is, is so much more that we can yeah so it's really just about building that bridge and seeing what you can do and add more to your drag did you ever want to be a choreographer because you did so Actually, much training yes actually um because i realized and here's the unfortunate part we're going to get into about the dance world plus size dancers you will never see them unless they're in the 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 low rated companies the the very underground companies um my um, great mentor of mine alexandra beller she is a phenomenal woman she has a beautiful backstory of her in college being plus size and supposed to be at literally within the early years of college at the top of the game i'm talking like the highest level where seniors are at being told because she's too fat that she literally had to start from the beginning the unfortunate part body positivity and inclusivity is not really there in the dance community unless you're talking from a communal standpoint just for imagery it will promote people to get up and move and do something, yes, but in the long run, if you want to go for a professional career, you need to be skinnier than my pinky. Yep. And my pinky's not even that skinny. So, yeah, I really did want to be a choreographer and make something of my own. Fun fact, I did have uh, my own dance company. Oh, wow. I called it, yeah, Munez and Makers. That was my dance company. Uh, we lasted about two years. We toured all over the five bur four boroughs because Staten Island was not it. Um, <laughs> per usual. Um, between <laughs> the four boroughs, we performed at colleges um, and several events. Unfortunately, um, everything was coming out of my own finance. So I was mm. working double time to pay my dancers to get the costumes, to schedule the spaces, to book the spaces, to rehearse. Um it was kind of just all on me. So with after two years of just getting a hard hit, it was just something I just could afford to do. Um, and I would never ask anybody to do anything for free. That is not within my, uh, that's not my MO ever. I always want to make sure everybody's paid for their time, for their efforts, for their art, for their craft. 
and for their presence, most importantly. So turning into drag, leaving the dance world, how did you get into drag? I read that you had a breakup. It jump-started you to really like uh, full throttle with it. <laughs> yes, I feel like that has been the theme for my life, but I am grateful for it because it made me realize the value of myself. Taking it back, going into that subject, I was in a relationship that it took me two years to realize I was never being given my worth. I was never being treated like I was really worth something. I was painted this image of possibilities, but never success. There was, I worked as a freelance makeup artist while in this relationship. And, you know, I would do all the work and never really get the pay. Which, you know, everything was kind of like under the belt because this person managed everything. So it was like less work for me and I could just work on being a crafty little little devil with everybody else. And I never received a cent out of anything we did between working with a celebrity, working with um, eventful communities, doing photo shoots for fashion designers. And um, everything in between doing music videos, doing concept videos, I didn't receive not a cent. Yeah. That's so Which, crazy. The, yeah, and the, here's the thing. I feel like it also kind of slipped under me because I was already working two jobs. So, you know, I was able to make a stable income for myself and just manage and have that in mind knowing I still made something. But out of like the work I did, I'm probably owed like around $5,000. Oh my the God. Work I've done. Damn. If yeah, if you if we were to break down everything logistics wise between travel pay, hotels, the booking fee in general, the supplies, uh, it it really measures out to about five thousand dollars. I received none of that. I just I just had a gig or gigs. That's really it. And you know, it kind of broke down to like I started to realize things where he this person grew distant from me. And, you know, started talking about other ideas I was not very interested in. Um, it just really brought me down and just kind of just wake up from this lucid dream. Like, I was not being made to feel like I am worth something. I am being taken for granted. And I want nothing to do with this. And between then, you know, we were, I was also watching Drag Race. I was watching all the episodes and being like, I could do this. This possibility here. I know how to do makeup. I know what makeup is, you know? Um, yeah. I know how to style. I know the vision I have for myself. So why don't I just do it? And, you know, it was after the breakup, I was just like, you know what? I am not going to be made to... Ooh, I'm not crying. I am not crying. No. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God. I'm not going to be made to any less worthy than anybody else anymore um so after the breakup i i literally put together a small little budget for myself about 150 that was it that was all i was ever going to spend because i was also going to be paying rent for a new place this and the third so it was just like 150 i put into drag if if nothing really comes out of it within let's say three months I, I, I can say I tried, I did something, but now it's time to focus on something um, that I feel stable in. And so moving on forward, I bought a wig, heels, outfit, painted my face, 
I reached out to at the time Holiday. Oh no, still Holiday. Yeah, Holiday, and I was like, "Hey, um, do you have space at uh um the Ritz, uh for the open call?" She said, "Yeah." I came in, and put on the outfit and everything. Nervous as all hell. I promise you, I was shaking down. I was like, "I think I'm over my head right now. I don't know what I'm doing." Um, these girls are fierce, and you know. Everybody who I competed with was at least two plus years into the game. I literally snapped myself out of it. I did it. I performed my favorite song of all time. Um, it's not right. It's okay. Uh, by Whitney Houston, the Thunderfist next down. <laughs> um, and made it to the top three. Did the roulette round, and from there, won. And realizing that. Oh, I couldn't do this. I I can do this. If I could just win right off the bat, maybe I can do something. And lo and behold, just grew and grew, got booked even more than I thought I would ever would. And here I am today. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. And we're so thankful to have you. Fuck that you know. person you broke up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> but I'm glad it brought you to track. <laughs> it did. It was. It, I think. I hope that when this airs, and um, as our viewers and listeners are listening, um, to pass along the message that no matter what happens, you if you feel like you want to get into drag, go do it. This is New York City. Brooklyn has so many open stages. Manhattan has a few. Like, go out and do something. Um, also want to shout out Box of Crayons for giving space at Icon Astoria. Um, for an open set. So if you're someone in Queens and Manhattan and Brooklyn seems like a way, just know that Icon Astoria with Box of Crayons, reach out to them. They will always provide a space for Kings, Queens, and things too. Um, I love um, Box of Yeah. I, I love them. Love them I today. just saw them the other day. I've never seen them perform before. Oh, uh, it's a gag. Yeah. It's a gag! <laughs> um, as someone who also got interested in drag after a breakup i feel you diva ah! uh, diva i am feel it. <laughs> so i asked this question for everybody but for you in particular how did you get your drag name because i'm very curious all right we're gonna take it back to the to that person uh-oh uh, <laughs> so Sorry. that person the cutest thing no it's fine the cutest <laughs> thing that that person ever did for me was try to give me a nickname that is the cutest thing they've ever done for me and the 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 name kind of derived from my style, my love of horror, along with my personality. The name first came out as uh, Vampy Unicorn. I said, "Hell no, <laughs> Unic Vampy." Yes, that that reads well with me. But Unicorn, Unicorn, please look at me and tell me if you think anything with Unicorn in it. <laughs> Although I'm not afraid to play with colors, you know, I do appreciate color, color theory, even pastels. Like, pastels are actually really fun to work with. But I just felt like it wasn't me. Now, I do remember before the pandemic, I kind of tinkered a little bit with drag um, and tried to, like, make a name for myself. And I was like, hmm, what reads well with me? And I'm literally standing at the mirror and I'm like, well, I'm thick. Um, I am me. So immediately it clicked. I was like, oh, thickums galore. I like that. I'll stick with it. And then so after the breakup, as I'm getting ready to do the whole drag thing, 
I thought to myself, what am I going to call myself? Um, I thought of Thickums Galore, but I'm like, I want it to be a little bit, just a little bit more dramatic. And so, you know, I thought of the what, my, what that person, the name that person gave me, nickname. And I was like, well, we can take out Unicorn, we'll keep Vampy. So then we have Vampy Thickums Galore. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is, this is a good start. I feel like they're just missing like that one little piece. And from working in the cosmetics industry, uh, this person, Kat Von D, um, whatever your views may be of that person, I love the transitional name of Vaughn in there. And I was like, wait, okay, so let me take that and put it between something. So immediately it was Vampy Vaughn Thickums Galore. And I'm like, wait, that is long, dramatic, me, endlessly, perfect. So Vampy Vaughn Thickums Galore. And I just ran with it. And you know, it's stuck with me ever since. And I feel like it's truly me. I love it because I feel like it's funny, but it also kind of sounds like a pageant name. Yes. So I feel like there's a <laughs> lot going on. But like, like, I, I just it's I, it's one of my current favorite drug names. I gotta tell you. <laughs> I did something. <laughs> it's just, oh it, I feel like it's really memorable, too. Mm hmm. And that's what I try to do is just try to be memorable. Like, I, if I'm never as booked as much or people don't really talk about me, if there's one thing you want to remember about me is my name at least. I saw this person named Vampy Von Thickham's Glow with the longest name but the thickest ass in New York City. I will take it. Kind of going into uh, my drag style. Um, when doing drag, I, well, getting to know about drag, I grew up learning about the classic ways of drag between the pageantry the old school dancing divas and um also and I, i've been trying to research a little bit more on this before it was not really known as drag things it was i think it was known as more club kids mm. so getting to know that realm and understand drag that's what i kind of grew up with but i've always been about like innovation moving a little bit more forward and thinking what else can we do so my drag is definitely more of like that mixture of classic drag meets new age ideas. Um, so especially recently, um, shout out to, to Madeline Hatter for having Mother at Hush. Um, I performed what got me into the semifinals, my thick mix. And, you know, I realized when making that, I made something that was full of comedy very on brand as you know the name thickums and all that but also that little essence of classic drag that we once remembered you know what, what, what kind of propelled the the drag community a little bit more forward um and also gave ideas for something new you know i'm all about i'm i'm inclusive i'm inclusive to everything like i love i love 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 all my drag things and all my drag kings, they inspired me to be a little bit more bigger with my drag, um, even a bit more creative, no matter what I do. Do you have any direct influences on your drag? Um, definitely. I want to shout out uh, Sasha Velour. Um, just because Sasha Velour, her style, her aesthetic, the very um, high art caliber of her drag, through many um, how I say this, influences of like how she creates drag, um, her interpretation. The biggest thing I recently learned from her was um, whenever she feels stuck, she listens to music and she thinks of word associations. Hmm. Um, so like I was at Nightgowns when uh, my drag mother, Madeline Hatter, was part of the cast. 
they, they put a chair on stage. I was, the music started to light you up. I'm wondering, where the hell is Sasha? This music is like five seconds in already. Lo and behold, she is the chair. Yep. She is the chair. I have never been gagged so hard in my life to see a drag artist <laughs> as the most fanciest chair on stage. <laughs> and she thought about it based, based on word associations, like anything involving chair or, or yep. moments. It was incredible. And I was like, just a single word created the best production I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Shout, shout out to Sasha Valor. Love you. Yeah, um, I was lucky to see that number twice. Ah! Yeah, because she put it in her show when she was touring her, for her oh. book tour. I was also there when she debuted it. So, anyways, besides the point, irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> we love Sasha. Oh. You know, it's a kind of a thread with every, most of our guests. We, they, we always bring up Sasha Valor. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's a good thing. I, 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 no, I feel like it's like, she's my favorite drag queen. So I feel like, you know. Yeah, I'm waiting for her to go back. I'm just waiting for her to go back to all Well, she just postponed her tour, so we don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Suspense. I, I know nothing. <laughs> This is just the internet telling me things. <laughs> right. And then that's the best resources to figure out whatever we can. Honestly. Yeah, no, literally. Um, I certainly never find it. <laughs> so, um, Pampy, um, please answer for your war crimes of Diva I'm feeling. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my god. <laughs> Jokes on you. It went through advertisement. I know <laughs> it did. Okay, there we go. Um, so this this phrase this nobody diva... can see this by the way only i, I can see this right now <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally for vampy's enjoyment because i will um <laughs> listeners i'm holding my phone up with a glittering um letters that say diva i'm feel it as it scrolls across my head um vampy please explain to our listeners this moment in time because i remember i remember it happening and i remember being consumed by it and now it is my philosophy of Diva, I am feel it. Um, <laughs> explain yourself. Oh goodness, here we go. All right, so I want to say about four months ago, sounds about correct. Where I wasn't posting anything on social media, everybody was just showing me so much love, and they were like, "How come your social media presence is not there? Like, we don't see you as much. You don't see you posting, doing photos." Personally, I am not a text every time I go. I am not like one of the Instagram girlies. I got to post a photo every 10 seconds. No shade to anybody at all or anything like that. And I was just like, okay, um, I do have this this beautiful photo that Nani Tsunami and uh, Birth of a Nation, shout out to them, um, assisted me on. And it was just like a simple photo we did at Hush right after we just finished. Uh, oh, after I just finished two gigs. And I was just like, okay, I have this beautiful photo. What am I going to say? let me just think of something uh just meaningful you know i don't post anything as much as meaningful and let's just say quite a few of the drinks kind of rush to me so you know when drinks start to rush to you you know diva you really start feeling it Mm -hmm. i felt it a little too hard and literally as i'm as i'm like saying diva i'm feeling right now i'm like oh wait diva i feel it but you we miss are here part. more. You missed it. <laughs> Wait, what I, I missed? I just brought up the caption because I, I do think it should be in the history books of Brooklyn Drag. Um, okay, <laughs> a, a dramatic retelling. Diva, 
I'm feel it. And we out here more. I've been quiet for a while now. But now, let's get loud. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get thick. <laughs> so that is the beautiful words of Vampy Von Thickham score through alcohol. <laughs> 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 and pressure and a lot of pressure for not posting anything. I just saw it all over Twitter and I had no idea what was going on. And I just found out just now because <laughs> I was so Oh my angry. God. <laughs> Listen, when that dropped, I remember just seeing Atomic Annie saying, Vampy Von Thickham's Galore deserves a Nobel Peace Prize for creating this work. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What did I do? <laughs> and I just go to Twitter and everybody's blowing up my feed. And I'm just like, what did I do? And I realized everybody's talking about the caption. Diva, I'm feel it. Diva, oh. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> it's it's like the perfect exclamation when you're just like really growing through it in your day to day life. You're like, and someone asks how you doing, you're just like, diva, I'm feel it. <laughs> oh my god! Literally, somebody uh sent me a message. Um, they literally uh took uh the phrase and put it in their office. So now what happens is yes. <laughs> what happens is when they go for their morning meeting, they always have a meeting next to the 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 the, the, the picture, and they ended up with Diva. We feel it. We feel it. <laughs> we feel it. I, and it's the most magical moment of my life. <laughs> I've told you before, but I really need merch. I will buy a shirt that says Diva and Feel It on the front in a heartbeat. <laughs> I've nope, actually nope. been working on that. I just been, I put it on pause because I've just been so everywhere, <laughs> and yeah. I need organization. The fans demand it. Me, I'm the fans. Yeah, uh, like Martyr <laughs> is the fan. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'll tell you what. We we'll start off with stickers since that's a little easier, and then we'll work our way up to everything. Perfect. I can work with that. Yeah. Um, and well, from there, um, I think we should take our first little break. Yeah. And we'll get into. Vampy Vaughn comp- competitions galore. Okay, we'll be right back, kids. <laughs> Bye. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I know. Wig, I feel that already. Wig, okay. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. <laughs> I am ready for my wig to go flying. I have a lot of competition. I'm going to lose at a loser award. No flatter. <laughs> um, uh, I I can think of several people that have worse mugs. Um, I'm not going to be mean, though. That's that's not. I mean, that's, we're not even back from the break yet. So. I know. I know. Um, well, and we're back. <laughs> back. Oh, my God. Anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that in. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. Well. Speaking of competitions, <laughs> <laughs> um, Vampy, you started getting into drag by doing an open stage, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Was that a competition? I know Hell's Kitchen's kind of weird with that. So it, it technically is because you know there's there's two levels to it, and then there's a small grand prize. At the time for me, it was about one additional fifty dollars. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they just brought it up to I think like a hundred bucks or one twenty five or something like that. Um, but yeah, doing the Ritz, I competed in that one. Competed it about ten times, won four times. Wow, that's really good. I mean, it's it's 
Yeah, it was good. <laughs> that, that's a great track record. I mean, yeah, it's a great track record. Um, but with competitions, always the reason why I do them, win or lose, the whole purpose of me wanting to do a competition is to learn something new, to grow better, to uh, be stronger, and um, to keep practice, keep practicing having an open mind in regards to like the challenges that I put before you, or even the people that you meet and their styles as well too, because. In the beginning, I was just questioning everything. I was like, but wait, why why this in particular? And sometimes, um, if there's one thing that the Boulay brothers had right, it was drag is art and art is subjective. So um, it kind of comes down to, to each their own of their interpretation and how you bring your style into that um, interpretation, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. totally. Mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of, especially in New York, like a lot of queens, things, and kings like start off with competitions because it's the easiest way for you to be seen. But it's also like it's kind of like boot camp. Like you, you learn the fastest doing them. Um, God knows, I I learned so much doing. Um, I did star search every week for like six months. <laughs> um, I haven't been, I haven't been back, but um, you should. I'm I'm not gonna win, so <laughs> no, no. You should just go. That, just that go. compete. Yeah. Oh, just just observe. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, um, Keisha Carr is a, a sweetheart. So. Oh, Keisha's hosting mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. Keisha. This to age myself. This is when Tina Burner was hosting. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been a minute. Um, but we do have one competition in common, which was um a bitch fest. You were yeah. January. You are also the winner of January. Um, yeah. What was uh, your like month like? Yeah, a whirlwind of what I wanted. Good. <laughs> like I said, listen, I went in there. Did not know we out of all the competitions, Bitch Fest was the most fun, the most challenging, and the most exhausting. Um. So, Marty, you already know from experience. Um, we didn't get the challenges notified us until like maybe. I would say three or four days prior to, unless it was like kind of a bigger situation. Yeah. Oh know. my god! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was frequently so had, the thing. You had that amount of time to construct something, come up with a concept, and have it done by Sunday. Oh my god! Um, thankfully, my month, um, we actually had a lot of fun ones. Like we did Night of a Thousand Zavas, which was awkward because I didn't know Zava like that. So it's just like I'm relying off Instagram pictures, captions, and maybe a few videos if I got lucky. Um, and I guess whatever knowledge I knew of Zava with uh, Dragula. Let me actually get back to how I even got into Bitch Fest. Yeah. So Mad Mondays, Metropolitan, Bar, uh, Love, Blue, and Boyish. They have housed a beautiful open stage, the largest open stage in Brooklyn nightlife. So literally you can go and you want to be kicked out for any week or or told no for any reason, unless you're just doing full front of nudity, then that's the only thing you can do. <laughs> um, Which we've talked about on this show, if anyone yes. wants to listen. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got to go back and listen to that. Um, but, you know, I actually did one of my, at the time, infamous numbers that actually got me the fourth win at um, Open Call. It was When You're Good to Mama. I had, like, little mini reveals. It wasn't all that but it was a great gateway for me to keep doing more. Um, I did that. You can you can actually see the video on my Instagram. Um, and Zava's in the background just living her best life for me. And I was just like, I don't know who you are, but you're fun. <laughs> you're really great. 
um, literally pulls me to the side after my number and was just like, you're fab. You're really amazing. Uh, do you know about Bitch Fest? I said, yes, I do know about Bitch Fest. And um, have I never really thought about competing. She gave me the invitation. I said, yes, right off the back. And um, boom, we went into promo, which actually what I appreciated about January, we kind of had a warm-up situation. We did an open call and stage situation along with the promo shoot and the cast reveal, uh, which was really fun, really great because um, a big crowd got kind of got a chance to see who we are, what we do, what we represent, and then um, just see the art we produce. And it was also like, kind of layering on top of layering right now. Um, that was the same night I performed Satisfaction for the first time. And <laughs> with my good old lights, um, I call them Ebony and Ivory. Um, <laughs> literally named, and it's actually named after the the pistols that are used in Devil May Cry. You oh. know, nerd. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, and then, you know, progressing forward, we did like really amazing challenges that kind of made me really think out the box. Like we were the first cast to do Night of a Thousand Zavas. We were the first cast to do um, Fantastic Beasts and Come and Find Them. I come on, everybody. <laughs> that took me so far out of my element because I, I did not wear a wig. I created a small little feather headpiece. Um, I had, and please note, with Bitch Fest, I made all of my outfits by hand sewing. Oh my God. Hand sewing? Jesus Christ. Hand sewing. So those three <laughs> days were heartache, blood pe- pressure rising, sweat, Ugh. tears, the will to live. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. it. Was, yeah. It was all coming back to me. Um, and no, that's not Celine Dion reference. Um, <laughs> it's like, where's that be great? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Love her. Shout out to her. Uh, we had like a fashion challenge. And then the finale was just a moment to just do everything I just, just felt like I needed to do, which was get out my anger, my stress, and just have an amazing time. Um, and, and quick fun fact, I actually did not want to win my month. Oh. Mm. I truly didn't want to win because that was not my MO. That was not my focus. My focus was to keep growing and grow stronger. Mm. Um, and whatever happens, you know, it happens. And um, actually, shout out to AJ Jordan because they took the time to create a roster of every Bitch Fest competitor since, I believe, Martyrs Month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of like put where they're in the top where they say for um, – I guess the the bottom. I don't know. I gotta look back at that thing. Um, if you look at my track record, I was just safe the entire time, and then somehow just that very very last moment just won the whole month, which I did not understand. <laughs> I did not. Dang. <laughs> I was just you, like you pulled the oh. rug from ever under everybody. No, literally, and I was like, oh, because Mo Move, um, shout out to them. It's a big shout out. I love it. Uh, Mo, <laughs> fabulous competitor that I got the chance to see, learn from as well. Um, they were dominating. They were literally in the top every single week. I was just like, oh, Mo's taking us down, honestly. Um, and if not, it was definitely going to be Bertha because they both had equal wins. And then, yeah, like you said, I just pulled the rug. I said, nope, give me. <laughs> <laughs> 
LOL. I kind of, I, I kind of like that though, because I feel like I don't know. I feel like track record shouldn't be everything. I think it should be part of whatever, mm. but it, I don't think it should determine like the winner for I, anything. <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like your month specifically was very stacked because you had you, you had Bertha, you had Move. I think Xana, right? Yeah. Yeah. Am I forgetting someone? I feel like there's a fifth. So, uh, Hot Messiah. Hot Messiah. Yeah, all incredible artists. So I'm just sort of like that. That month especially was very stacked. Um, and yeah, to win on top of that, um, girl, you're a force to be reckoned with. So um, don't 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 downplay your success in that either. You might have been safe the whole month, but Diva, you took the win in the end. So um, that's true. Yeah. That's how I oh, see I, it. I felt it down. I think the greatest achievement with my month wasn't the win. It was being able to perform in front of Sasha Valore, who was the mm-hmm. guest judge, and just um, show my art in the greatest way. And I think what I have produced that night in the finale, I uh, not that finale, finale, the finale of my month, yeah. um, was my greatest achievement. I did a spoken word. I writ and um, broken down myself. And then just went into a dance track right after. And I kind of, if I felt the whole room with me. I felt them um, just understanding where I, I came from, the struggles I have faced. And my joke, up until Bitch Fest, I've only been in drag for September, October, November, December. Five months, mind you. That's insane. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, only for five months and you know within that five months I I felt such a heavy weight on myself and in that moment just to release it have fun show everybody I don't give up uh, can I can I curse on yeah 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 it's okay I don't give a flying (laughs) fuck about what anybody else thinks I am me I am vampy I am thick and you will hear me roar and create more holes in every club there is But yes, my month of my month of bitch fest was a blessing, and I I am so grateful for Zavaleta for bringing me on, for giving me tips, tricks, and help me understand myself and the craft that I can present. And then you came back for All Stars. I don't know what you want to talk about with that. <laughs> when was All Stars? I don't know. Oh None God. of us were there. <laughs> the read, Jesus Christ, <laughs> cutting that out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I think it was back in what May, uh, June. Yes. Le- oh no, it was July. It was July because I remember it was hot and Zava was asking me what am I doing for the end of July and yeah. Oh, the finale, the finale. Gotcha. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm okay. talking about. You called it All Stars. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's the finale. Well, Although- <laughs> I feel like it's the All Stars, right? Okay. Okay. Honestly, like, 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 why are you doing it all stars? Zava needs to I mean, do an all stars. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they wanted favorite. to do a bitch fest all stars, but I'm, was, I'm just talking about like the action. That's why I was like, because I heard someone else say, "Oh, I was asked to do all stars." I'm like, "When is that? I want to, I want to watch that." Um, but no, if you met the finale, I'm like, yeah, "Oh, I was right. there." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be sickening if everybody from if, like from all both seasons would just come back and like just do something. I think that would be sickening. I, I want to watch that. Um, I really wanted to do a month of all winners, like um, like from the past season. I think that'd be really fun. It doesn't necessarily yeah. need to be like, competition. um, a, well, even a competition. I just wanted to. I don't know. I wanted to see that. Um, because a one night finale of all star or you know all winners is like 
a moment in time, but I wanted like a grand finale kind of moment, if that makes mm. sense. Um, but how was your how was your time preparing for the finale? The all season two finale. Yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> so here's the thing. And this is no disrespect to any single person in existence with Bitch Fest or in lining. I do call Bitch Fest um, an additional home. It's a coven for anybody. And for me to be a part of it was a really, really great blessing. Again, I learned so much. I built up a community um, that I felt like if one part of me just wasn't feeling it, Diva, I could feel it over there. You know? Um, The finale for me was a really great pressure um, for myself. I was already working several gigs. Like I, I was like, you know, knock on wood and everything. I was blessed enough to have about like 10 gigs um, all within nearing of each other. So like preparing for it, I it wasn't on my mindset. And also it was kind of, kind of almost the last minute, to be honest with you. I remember getting the message about like maybe a week Fire, if oh wow, that's correct. Yeah, uh, Martyr, I don't know if you want to pick it back on this one because I, I, and my memory is a little lost with that. Like, for me, that was like a while. Um, so I remember her like announcing, I think it was like the last night in June that next month, like the finale was happening. I was like, oh, okay. And she only announced it to the people that were in the room, so there's only like a few like winners of the month there. And so I was just like, okay, I guess I need to like start working on it. And then I think maybe like a day later, she sent out a text message to all the winners being like, are you guys free this night? And we're all like, yes. And then we didn't hear anything for like three more weeks. <laughs> yes. We did, we got no real confirmation of like, is the finale actually going to happen? If so, can we have a little like, you know, notice like, about what are the, this? What are the qualifications? What's the theme? Like we didn't know, like, because mm. last, exactly. last year, like there was like, I think two curveballs if I remember correctly, like uh, first season, I think she was more cutthroat. I think she was a little easy on us, but um, I think like, if I remember correctly, like the runway was a big part of it. So like, if you had a bad runway, like you got cut. I don't know if that's true. I wasn't there for this. And then the, all, there was also like a garlic eating challenge. So like going into oh, every, uh, everyone was like nervous being like, what, what the curveball is she going through? And then like the curveball was that she had some fan favorites join the cast and like, that was supposed to be like the surprise, but like if you were at the the show that she had like announced the finale at, she already like said it on mic, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, so the people you invited then are joining." Okay, <laughs> like was, I was fully ready yeah. to eat a whole garlic myself. Oh my yeah. like- <laughs> I was I was like at that uh, like I was very chill the night of finale. I was just sort of like whatever happens happens. I'm not expecting yeah. to like win right now, so I was just sort of like if she wants me to like. I don't know. I was expecting to like do something humiliating or like do something shocking or whatever. So I had like some backup plans to be like, okay, here's what I'm going to do kind of thing. But um, yeah, I was, I was open to doing whatever, but especially the garlic, I was just like, that's easy. I could do that. Right. Any day of the week. <laughs> I can't do that. I was, I literally packed, um, what do you call it? Um, breath mints and everything. Like, I was so ready. Nobody understands. Um, and I starved myself, so I had to force myself to eat it just in case. Oh, baby, no. That was a smart idea, though. Yeah. 
Right? I've been watching a lot of competitive eaters on TikTok. I'm like obsessed with it now. And they don't eat all day <laughs> and then they eat. That's that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> Checks your body. Um, I How did you feel about the night overall? Uh, it was a fabulous night. You know, the community was there. Yeah. Uh, family was there. Um, to be part of the finale was a beautiful opportunity um, to see where, you know, the winners of each month. There's a reason why each person won their month. There was no doubt about anybody being there. But sincerely, everybody was a phenomenal competitor. Um, you know, being able to see the people who I did see, I was like, just give your art, Diva. And they gave. They gave everything. Um, it fulfilled my heart, my spirit to see everybody do their thing. For me to go on and do my thing, I, to be honest, I wasn't exactly in the most happiest place. Um, I kind of cultivated my stuff within a week's notice, but also having to do so much. So I kind of kept my side a little bit more simplistic, but I also wanted to create at least a garment that, which is visually like really eye-catching, pleasant, and like full of like style in it. And, you know, I feel like I did that. I... I didn't give up. And I've been saying this, I've been recently saying this quite a while because, you know, things are getting tougher in this world. Um, being able to manage things is even harder, especially financially for a lot of people. Uh, when in doubt, no matter what happens, just don't throw the towel. My saying is, take that towel, wipe off the sweat, and get back to work. You know? Mm -hmm. Things are going to be hard and how you get through it uh, will be your greatest achievement, whether it be bad or good. You know what I mean? No, sorry. I feel that. But yeah, going uh, back to the bitch fest finale, I, I feel like though it was a very hard time for me, I didn't give up. I displayed myself in the purest art form that bitch fest taught me well enough. And yeah, I I did the damn thing. Quite <laughs> <laughs> um... pink now. I love my little ballroom snap. <laughs> my little I, ballroom I live for snap. these. <laughs> I live for these. Um, everyone does their, does them wrong. Um, everyone does like their full hand, and I'm like, no, it's the single finger. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> off topic completely. Um, yeah. uh, I I think I've shared my thoughts about bitch fest and a few other episodes, so I won't um hearken them right now. But um, it was a great experience. Um, I'm very happy I did it with you as well it was, a, it was a great night um and i'm really happy with what everyone turned out um it was it was a night for the books tbh um, honestly yeah um but you have more competitions for us to talk about yeah so we, we, we have in. plenty of more oh, to yeah, talk about we have a laundry <laughs> where should we start first well <laughs> i i want to start with something that's not a competition i don't know if you really want to get into it but um you had the house of thickness show what was that about? Uh, yeah, that. If you don't want, if you don't <laughs> want to talk about it, we don't have. No, let's get into it. Let's get. Right. Yeah, it's up to you. It. It's up to you. Let's 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 give this for the community, not for entertainment purposes, but to understand that things will happen when you progress in your drag career. How you get through it is up to you, but it's not the end all be all, and it does not make you. Um, so let's get into it. Um, House of Thickness. That was gonna be my pride and joy because it was my house like my show where I cultivated a family not not literally like a drag family but like a, a peep of people no matter what your race was no matter what your size was no matter well kind of matters your age but 
21 plus. Liquor license. Um, no matter who you are, you were welcome to have fun, see amazing show, and see drags of, drag of all kinds. Like, I had a list of people who consider themselves drag queens, kings, things, um, even burlesque dancers, performers. I was ready to get people on board, paid, and showcase their art while everybody was able to have food and drinks. You know, food most importantly, you can't be sick and not have food. Like, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I actually do have to backtrack just a little bit. This person, we're going to call this person M because this person has had a lot of... Um, Oh, I know who we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. This person has had a lot thrown at them, and I think for good reason. Um, M had a brunch at another establishment. Um, I was invited because of my uh dear sister, Nebula Nova. She was working as um part of like the main cast and they had a special guest. The special guest that they originally had booked, they couldn't um make it. So Nebula reached out to me. Um told this person M about me and was like, yeah, I really want you to come do your thing. So I did the thing, came and we had an amazing time, made great connections. Um, they were already getting ready to work with another establishment. Um, this establishment, they were given an opportunity to have about three shows, I believe it was. It was going to be me, Nebula Nova and NJ Tifa, shout out to them. Yeah, so brought up the idea. Of the, originally, the show was going to be called Escondalo, but I was like, no, 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 no. I am not Jessica Wilde. I am not trained working <laughs> that in any way. <laughs> the only thing I will say is, oh, I love this pink. Uh, that's the only thing I will ever say. <laughs> um, but I, I worked with them to kind of rename, um, rename the show as House of Thickness because I was like, if I was going to have my own show, that's the first thing I wanted to be. And we worked on the title. I fixed up the budget. They were giving me a horrible budget. They were going to pay me about $100 more than any other special guests I was going to offer. Um, like, literally, my special guests at the time were only going to get 50 and I was going to get 200 I said, no, I am not taking that great of amount and giving my special guests crap. So take 100 out of my budget, split it down to two, and make everybody, every performer get 100. I get 100. My performers get 100. Um, the DJ obviously got paid just a little bit more because, you know, that's naturally how it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I ensured that happened. Um, and unfortunately, at the end of it, everybody got paid so late. Um, and we're kind of breaking down to the reason why um, this show, I dismantled the show immediately after the BS that happened. Mm. Um, this person didn't have an active budget with the establishment. Um, it wound up being this person was actually paying the total amount out of pockets. So that, that it came down to like, nobody was getting paid on time. Everybody was waiting for their pay and feeling like I was kind of like, Dripping them in any way. Um, and it just turned into this really whole big mess where I was just like trying to make sure both parties understood that, hey, I am not trying to jip you. I mean no harm to anybody. I want to make sure everybody gets paid. And then into me having to kick this person's door down and being like, where is my money? Like you are playing around with me too much now. Ooh. And I feel really disrespected. And then it went on a whole tangent of like, oh, I didn't make any 
like I didn't pack the house or anything, but meanwhile, we basically filled up the whole entire establishment. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you talking about? It was a whole mess and a half. And um, honestly, I encourage people, and this is like, this is where anywhere you go, if you are offered a show, have an understanding of like the budget, um, what are bar sales supposed to be like, um, what are you allowed to do within this show, and where is this money coming from? Mm-hmm. Honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Producing, it's a bitch. Yeah, it started. is. Yeah, and you need to have a thick skin, and I'm not trying mm. to trademark that, but you need to have a thick skin for it. Yeah, you need that thick um skin. Mm. It's it's one aspect of drag that I've never fully, I guess, got an understanding of. Um, it's just like for me, drag's a lot of like the art making, and so when it comes to business, I've never been like savvy at it or wanting to do it. So, um, yeah, I don't like producing. <laughs> um, I will say it hasn't stopped me from like wanting to produce shows, mm. um, at all. It just made me That's more good. cautious about what I do, mm. who you're um, working and with. Exactly, which is why I'm very, very. I am a very big person, literally on <laughs> on relationships. I love to build a a relationship where there's honesty, communication between bar staff, between the bar owner, between. Um, every uh, per- person who is hired by that establishment. Um, and that's just in general, whether it's for business purposes or not. I love having just a very positive relationship with everybody. But that's always not going to be the case, unfortunately. Sometimes you just have to learn the hard way, but then you yeah. don't make Precisely. this mistake again, basically. Exactly, exactly. Going back into competitions, um, you mm-hmm. are just announced i believe a competitor in pantheon season two but what by the time yeah. this comes out uh hopefully you'll still be competing in the top and winning <laughs> you won. congrats yeah <laughs> um, i'm gonna do the same face that box of crayons did where she, she looks like she's crying and sad but happy at the same time <laughs> um how does it feel going back into like a big kind of long-term competition again that's twice in a year nerve-wracking um can you tell me about that competition because i don't know anything about that one yeah so um pantheon was created with um i'm trying to remember the history behind it because i I did have a conversation with somebody about this it was created with suddenly audrey Mm -hmm. um chrysophony and i think the production team which is known as tan team productions um they kind of worked together to produce this competition um, so far, what we know so far is the winner gets $500 and it's a four week engagement, which is basically a show with Icon on oh, a wow. specific day. Yeah, that's really amazing. Um, <laughs> and um, you will have a six week commitment and there will be challenges in between each. And uh, yeah, it's planned to be very a very exhilarating um, competition season. Like I'm really excited. Can't go too much in detail with regards to the the themes. We did get the themes at least a month and a half in advance. I would say. So, so the opposite of bitch fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the bitch fest was much generous. <laughs> um. It looks like a great cast. I remember, I think I saw updates from the first season as well when Boxo won. Um, but I'm excited for this cast as well. Uh, fellow 
um, alumni of this podcast, David Puck, is also competing. Yeah. It looks really cute. I'm glad. Um, And I'm glad you're still like, I feel like one only goes to competitions when they have something to say a lot. So I'm glad you are still competing and still out there and doing your thing. And um, yeah, uh, hopefully I can try to make it out one Sunday when I'm not locked up in my room as usual. (laughs) (laughs) Or in Paris or wherever Uh, or Portugal Portugal or where the world is Martyr. (laughs) 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 That's my current question. (laughs) Um, Bitch, me too. (laughs) Um, That's an off topic conversation. No one knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's a um, <laughs> yeah. Um all right. And our uh, last last oh go ahead. Last competition that we'll talk about. Um you've been yeah. competing in mother. I was wondering if Madeline was your drag mom. She is. Madeline had is my drag mother. Um how it kind of came to be is just you know I met her back in November maybe I'll actually think it's October. No, it was no. It was November. Competed in Mother for the first time. You know, I'm a bit. I was at the time I was a big Whitney Houston fan. Well, still am. Big Whitney Houston fan. So I did a little ballad this time the third. She got to see me and see my growth throughout the time. Throughout time, you know, we just kind of like talk, hang out, um, and just got to know each other so much more and just have just create more of a positive environment. Um, you know, with the stress of the world and everything. Um, it can be so stressful and, you know, just wanted to continue spreading light to everybody. And our relationship kind of grew and grew and grew. And lo and behold, one day she was just like, you're my kid. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, it was very straightforward and I loved it. And, you know, <laughs> I personally feel so happy with Madeline. She is such a she has she has such a positive impact on the world, and I always continue to hope that everybody sees the positive impact that she has and continues to understand everything that she does for the community and um for for herself and for everybody around her. Um, aside from being just the queen queen of hair, like the goddess of hair, like come on, mm. uh, <laughs> it, there's 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 so much more she's done. She's provided spaces for people. She created Mad Mondays. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Um, the first biggest open stage in Brooklyn. Uh, first and only, actually. And so much more, aside from just having TV credits, you know? Um, and and getting to know her more and more each day. Um, it, it makes me so happy. Like, literally, my phone screensaver is our family show of me, Bertha, and Madeline. Because it reminds me that, like, I have a family that we all work together to keep each other growing, um, to keep our spirits alive, and when to know that when we do drag, we are not we're doing it for ourselves. We are doing it because we love it. We're doing it because we have such a fiery passion, and we are capable of so much more. It will get. It will take. Give us. It will take time for us to get there, but we have a team behind us. Um, no matter what. Mm. Emotions. <laughs> I think we could take a break here. I was going to say, I think on that note, we should take a little break. We'll, we'll yeah. cry together in the break, Bambi. Yeah. <laughs> so emotional. We'll be right back with our usual wrap-up kids. Bye! Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. 
Oh. And we're back we're with back. our usual yeah. last minute, last minute, last section. Um, <laughs> we have more than a minute. We have more than a minute. Um, it's a question that's on everyone's mind because a, a new season just got announced and then we're waiting for the casting of uh, another other, another season. But um, Vampy, do you think mm. you'll ever want to be? Uh, Drag Race or Dragula or Camp Wanakiki, whatever the fuck comes next. <laughs> um, if we're talking, like, uh, I definitely have had my eyes on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, you know, that's where I kind of like first started seeing everything, but after you know, like Dragula coming out, I've thought about myself being like, oh, well, after a bitch fest experience, maybe I can evolve and practice more on the, um, the craftsman side of everything. Um, but then also realizing performative wise, and sometimes when I'm on the mic, I can be very funny. So like, maybe why not can't want to keep me? Even the outfits I've created, like uh, my favorite one recently is the Gengar one. I definitely want to expand on that, but I've also feel like, oh, I could be can't be comedy or just have a reference too. Um, but I definitely see myself in general being on television, not for the sake of TV credits, but for the sake of exposing myself to the world. Um, being able to have the experience um and again this is going back to like how i feel about competitions when i do them it's really about learning growing and gaining something for myself and being able to push forward with that so do i see myself on television absolutely i want the experience Mm -hmm. i want to feel it diva (laughs) and god knows that divas feel it all the time on their seasons <laughs> um, but yes, to answer your question, absolutely. I do see myself on television. Um, what's the best advice you've been given about doing drag? It is not that deep. Breathe. <laughs> 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 that was actually one of the best things. It's it, it reminds me like no matter what situation happens, it's really not that deep. You will it's not the end all be all. You will still be you, you'll still be phenomenal, you will grow and be successful in your own way. Just breathe and take your baby steps. That's good advice. Martyr, it's your moment. It's my moment. Have it. A... <laughs> <laughs> I think you threw Nailed us it. for a loop. <laughs> Nailed it. You did. Um, okay. Miss Vampy. Miss Galore, yeah. if you're nasty. Mix. Mix Galore. Uh, can you tell us a tantalizing tale a scandalous tale something memorable something that's grabbed your attention something that won't leave your mind a tale of nightlife depravity Ooh. what do you have for us Oof. uh where do i start? <laughs> <laughs> um i guess it was this one time and this is this is going back to like uh whenever i'm on the mic I always try to speak positively, but highly of respect and um, consent, most importantly. I have noticed in certain establishments, I will not name, um, where people are just allowed to just grab, grope you uh, when you're in drag and just completely sexualize you and disrespect you in your space. There was this one time I literally... I had to tell this person three times to stop touching me inappropriate. I get I have a very voluptuous backside, but I am not for your, my drag is not for your sexual gain. It is for art, enjoyment, and entertainment, but not that kind. 
Um, so there was one point where I literally, I finished the gig. I had enough. And not only were you disrespecting me, you also disrespecting my fellow sisters and brothers of the community. Literally, that very last time, took the drink, threw it in their face, and gave them one big punch to their nose. Yes. Good. I do not, I do not tolerate any form of disrespect or unconsensual activities. Anywhere I go, at any gig, whether I'm hosting a or as a special guest or anything, you will not disrespect nobody in my presence. So, you know, gave him one big punch, went down. Um, thankfully, my relationship with that establishment, um, security was very much on my side. They saw what happened. They understand how I roll. Um, removed the guy, called him a cab, got him out of there. And yeah, I'm not just thick. I'm a good puncher or fighter. <laughs> yeah, fighter. Uh, <laughs> the Brooklyn came out. It, down. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, good for you. Yeah, good for uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we've all been in that situation before. Yeah. Um, no, I won't share that. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I swear, men men act weird constantly. Um, all so. The time. It's a dream to punch one in the face. So I'm yeah. glad you got to do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you lived our dream. Oh, it was so exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, m- more to come in the punching men department and not getting harassed department. But that's yeah, just me. Please. <laughs> um, yeah, I think my next number is going to be uh, the big girl's fight number. <laughs> 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 well, from there, <laughs> transition. Um, sure. Do you have any um, future projects you want to promote on our little show? Oh, uh, yes. Well, um, I'm definitely at Sandy Jacks uh, for my uh, monthly drag trivia. Along with my co-host, Lisa, uh, we are there every second Thursday, starting at 8 p.m. and around 10. And, yeah, we hope you could come join us and just have a great time. Um, and if anything, you know, follow me on Instagram. I'm always posting um, the gigs I'm at, where you can come party with me uh, via Vampy B. Thickums. That is V A N P Y B E Thickums. And um, yeah, I'm not just a, a following queen. Like, I follow for follow, so let's be friends. I haven't heard follow for follow in a minute. Yeah, me neither. That's taking me. I know. I took myself back to. I was like, did I just really say that? <laughs> we just all aged ourselves. <laughs> oh. Not oh a Gen Alpha in sight. <laughs> Um, oh my god are they even of age yet i think they're like 13 or some shit i don't know oh okay i don't know whatever well (laughs) they're not anyone they're they're not 21 yet yeah um anyways besides the point irrelevant our last question well second to last question our last question well it's the last question yeah um (laughs) where do you want to take your drag in the future Oh, where do I want to take my drag in the future? Everywhere. Um, <laughs> uh, eventually, I, you know, I want to get to a point, and again, this is not out of fame, success, success and money. Um, none of that. It's really for my experience and growth. I want to be able to travel around the United States and eventually get to a point where, you know, I could take my drag to Paris, to Japan, maybe. Um, everywhere in the third and just show 
my side of drag, my side of art, and uh, continue to spread that good old Thickums love and uh, community, you know? That's the whole purpose of my drag and why I continue to do it is just for community, love, art, and drag. And Diva. We I feel, feel it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. It was truly a great pleasure to be with you guys. It was, it was a pleasure talking to you. It was nice learning more. about you. Yeah. Um, where can the kids find you on the internet? Oh, definitely on Instagram via Vampy B Thickums. Again, that's V-A-M-P-Y-B-E Thickums. Um, and yeah, I have links to all my uh, other social medias. I always post where I'm at. Um, and I always invite you to come party with me. If you can't make it, don't worry. I'm still alive. There'll be more. <laughs> we love to hear that. And we love to see that. Um, Absolutely. Thank you, Gun. Um, I was Martyr. I see Tepper. And this was... We get out. Diva, we feel it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>Tepper, you can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Waking Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you.